Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hey listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Faux, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Hey everyone, this is um, Helping Friendly Podcast. This is episode 58, part two. So we're going to continue with the same theme as last week, doing sampler of songs from the 16 venues or cities to be played on the upcoming tour. So this week we're going to pick it up in Kansas City and run right through to Dick's. Um, So we're going to jump right into the music and um, we'll talk to you all after we hear these next eight tracks.
before we do the next song, we're going to give you a little bit of the uh, vibration of life. For those of you who don't know what that is, this is a special vibration of life, by the way. This is a specially dedicated vibration of life. The first ever in world premiere vibration of life uh, dedication. For those of you who don't know what the vibration of life is, everything around you is vibrations. So the light that's coming down onto me right now is waves and vibrations. The sound that's coming out of these speakers is uh, waves and vibrations. You know, your aura, the whole thing. So the universe is basically a moving, vibrating, moving thing. After thousands of years of the theory and study, and people have honed the magical vibration of life down to one particular frequency. But that frequency is seven and a half beats per second. So what we're gonna do right now is bombard you with seven and a half beats per second and fill you up, tune you up with the universe and get you ready for the next tune. Now, let me get to the special dedication part. This is gonna be a very special dedication. Um, we have an incredible crew that travels around with us. Some of you probably don't think about it, but um, there's a whole bunch of people that set all this stuff up every night and make it work. So this is a dedication for the crew that puts this together so that you guys can uh, hear the music and everything and see the lights. Cheer for that. All the drivers that drive here. The other night we did a, a bizarre dedication to the lighting crew, but tonight we're going to focus on one particular person. Um, there's one guy on our crew who is responsible for designing the speaker enclosures that are hanging up above your head. So he was the one who came up with the design for the speaker enclosures. So inside of that speaker enclosure, there's a speaker vibrating. It's moving the air. The air is going, you know, the, uh, the waves are going through the air, hitting your ear, moving your eardrums, and filling you with great pleasure. So if it wasn't for this guy, you wouldn't be feeling any good pleasure. His name is Bob Newman. And I'll hear a special hand for Bob. Bob, you've been with us for a long time. We love you, and we wouldn't be anywhere without you. Bob Newman, gentlemen. The Bob Newman vibration of life. Happy birthday, Dan. <laughs>
can't be sure That's when it all began, yeah I heard that knock upon my door And the Wolfman's brother The Wolfman's brother The telephone was ringing When I handed it to Liz She said this isn't who it would be If it wasn't who it is It's a wolfman's brother The wolfman's brother's coming down Of propellers from afar
I can't spend more than my dolphin's boy. I won't lend another hand to the one girl annoyed. Don't deplete my oxygen for the guy who's turning blue. But ask me, and I'll do anything for you. Whenever I think. Today that thing malfunctioned Like a forest fire burned a hole in the upper spire So there ain't gonna be no wedding No love affair No art to which none compare What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
in the morning I pack up my gear and toss it in my carry-all. From the white road to the lift and watch the big boy crack and grow.
rock and roll band. Running us towards bear catching. Those were different times.
So the first stop on the second leg of our, our, our second part of our episode um, in 2015 is a Starlight Theater in Kansas City, Missouri, August 5th. Um, we chose a song from 96, November 19th, 96, from the Municipal Auditorium. Uh, and it was a gin and a vibration of light. Um, you know, it's, it's a great choice, Jonathan. It's the last time that Vibration of Life has been played. Um, it's the so second far. gin. Yeah, it's the second gin that we played out of nine songs, which is um, tells us something about our our affinity for the song. Um, but it's it's really different from the that O three version we played. Um, it's it's a you know as we've mentioned, it's a vehicle. Uh, the gin is the gin, as I like to call it. Um, but I guess specifically what makes it a, 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 a top choice for me is is that relaxed approach. I think you really get it in this 96 version. And that's, you know, after the composed part, after the written part, there's that, like, relaxed um, entry into the jam, right, where they just kind of take, get a groove, um, let's, let's figure out where we're going to go, and then let's kind of take it to some madness. And then you can get there, and then if it, the song's 22 minutes long, you can reach a peak and you come back down and you can relax again and get you get back into the get back into the gin um groove um and and specifically for this version Jonathan I think the 13 to 15 minute section from page is really great it's like he's he's on the keys he's on the organ or whatever he's on yeah. and then he he goes into like the keys the the piano itself and to me um you know you're still 7 minutes from the end of the song but he's he's still kind of teasing the the gin groove so what do you think about it Jonathan uh you know i mean this one, I, I always look, overlook 96. I think uh, many other people do, other than my friend uh, Matt Stick. You know, uh, but everybody talks about the shows after the Halloween, showing the influence of Remain in the Light. People talk mm-hmm. about it as a, a turning point or you know, the thing that kind of lays the groundwork for what we fish fans like to call 1997. Um, <laughs> and you can hear it for sure as they, as they hang on to the gin groove for a long time, and it shifts, even though it's tonally similar to Jin, it shifts to more of a funkier groove after 10 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, there's maybe, I don't know, I, at one point I got a flash of cross-eyed in there. I, I could have just been lost in my thoughts, perhaps. But uh, then it breaks down, and Trey kind of muscles them back in to reprise it. And then, vibration of life. And mm-hmm. you know, everybody needs to experience this. Uh, and that's why I said, for now, when you said that this was the last one. Because yeah. Really, uh, Fish needs to bring this back. Um, try to, they, they need to spread this vibration into the universe. Um, but, yeah, it, a great gin. And as you said, completely different from the one we played last week. Yeah. So uh, I hope people don't feel like it's... I can't imagine they could feel like it's redundant. Uh, what do you think, RJ? Yeah, I mean, the... You snuck into awesome bathtub gins, um, which is so great. Um, and we, yeah, we did talk last week, especially about the jam vehicle aspect and just the kind of trajectory over the years um, from the Murad gin through Riverport in '98 and and um, several in '99 too. I mean, it's an awesome um, song, but this one's really good. It's just it's fun. It's fun. It's it's very like mid '90s. I don't know. It's very like good representation of where they were in that year I thought it was a really good pick yeah. so next we uh, 
Well, next fish goes to Blossom Music Center. And uh, how do you spell? How do you pronounce that? Cuyahoga. <laughs> Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga. Oh, right, uh, the REM song. Yeah, um, Ohio. Uh, and they'll be there <laughs> the at <R-E-M> seven. <laughs> I don't even know what hey, that means, but I'm from Virginia, man. Yeah, yeah. So we we don't we don't. But um, you know, and for this, uh, you know, you guys just did a Blossom show uh, not terribly long ago. Um, was I on that? Yeah. I don't even know. Uh, I listened to it at least. Cool. And so, so I, I went ahead and picked uh, Lookout Cleveland from the uh, June 12th, 2010 show. Um, and I picked it for a number of reasons, not just one being you just did a Blossom show, but also you guys have some strange affinity for Ohio for some reason. And also, I freaking love the band. The band is so great. I, I skipped what would have been my first Fish show to go see the band in uh, spring of 94, and they're amazing and this song is great. It's a simple little thing, but it's just killer rocker, and it makes me so happy to hear this and to hear them play it. Um, uh, Brad, you had some Ohio comments, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a great, the first and only time they've ever played it, right? Yeah. Uh, the band song. Um, you know, if we're talking about Ohio and specifics of Ohio, RJ and I are from the northeast of Ohio. Northwest of Ohio, sorry. <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland is in the northeast of Ohio, right? It's two different totally places. It is, yeah. It's not the same, bro. It's so, all like flat. Yeah. And Richfield's in the middle. I went there once. Yeah, it's, and Cedar Point's nights. in the middle, too. We're closer, <laughs> closer uh, to Toledo. So Northwesterners uh, of, you know, that RJ and I are, you know, we call it Cleveland the Mistake by the Lake. And I think... Um, <laughs> It's um you know like the the water caught on fire there once, which there is pretty awesome. Alienating the audience again. Yeah. No, now there's no more LA listeners, no more Cleveland listeners. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're getting straight to like yeah, it's gonna be Phoenix, DC, Fredericksburg. Yeah. That's it. Toledo, um, <laughs> Toledo too. Toledo too. Well, so awesome. Yeah, one thing I would just no, say. Well, as we oh, talked about before, though, Blossom, Blossom is an amazing amphitheater. Is it beautiful place? Um. And you can't talk bad about it. I've been there. I was. I went there in law school. It was a really nice place. Um, I wasn't at this show particularly. Did you go to Blossom? I've been there before. Did you go to Blossom for law school? Yes. No, I went to Blossom the TV show. And they, <laughs> they filmed it at the Blossom Music Center. Nice. Uh, so the yeah. next the next drag was. Um, so they're going to Alp. They're going back to Alpine, which is surprising to me a little bit. But maybe I don't know. Maybe it shouldn't be surprising. Um, but it just, it's sort of like the Texas thing. I'm like, wow, people are like, I just, you know, you see the chatter of like, go back, go back to these places, go back to these places. And now they are. So it's awesome. Um, so this Wolfman, so this is from (laughs) my note says, um, a good jam during by far my favorite, my least favorite tour. Um, which I think we're, we're probably all on the same page about, but I just, you know, thinking about Coventry and everything, I'm sorry to bring it up, but this is a good jam with like I thought it was over for a while and then it like picked back up and got more life and um, pretty good like I feel like this is a one of the gems of that um, that run I was um, digging when I got to this one uh, to be honest with you I, I was trying not to do too many repeats from various years and trying not to repeat too many songs other than the bathtub gin and um you know, I was looking at Alpine, and I just, I saw this, and 
and, you know, and I listened to it, and it was solid. It had been a while, it's been a long while since I'd purposefully gone and listened to 2004, other than the um, 2.0 show you guys did last year, and it was it this year. And, and, yeah, last and I year, was, I think. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, it's got, it kind of, it's, it's not very long, it's 14 minutes, so it's not like an epic jam, but it covers all the bases of straight rock, it's funky, it's got some mellow space rocks, rock peak jamming, which is so big in the 3.0 era, um, great bass breaks from Mike right at the, the last part of the, like, the main song structure, um, Trey leads him into this, you know, very typical summer 04 jamming with a slow burning guitar that kind of builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. Uh, and then kind of as 2.0 happens and they abruptly decide, Let, let's finish the song. Uh, but, you know, I, I can't discredit it for that. It's just pretty, pretty entertaining. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, that's what I take away from it. I think it's a really good Wolfman's. Um, uh, I really like the, the start of it. Like a lot of 2.0, I really like the start of the jams, and then it just kind of kind of fades. Um, and like you said, they abruptly finish the song. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot to like here. Um, one of the things I love about 3.0 is the efficiency of the jams, and I know we <laughs> talked about it, but like, you know, this is this show in itself, I think the YEM into 2001, back into the um, um, from this from this show, and you mentioned Jonathan to the boogie and the ghost and the free Ooh, from um, the next for, night. Yeah, from the next night. You know, you you. I, I I don't fault anyone for loving those jams, but I think you could get a succinct, uh, better jam in 3.0 with those songs. You know what I mean? And and if you look at the set list from this, both of those shows. 625 and 626.04. Um, they're really good set lists. And I think they like Alpine. And uh, you can see it through the set list and you can see it through the shows. Even Arjun, I saw a show there. Um, and they, they kind of bring, try to bring something out special for that, for that venue. Um, and, you know, I, I, whatever. I mean, I, I, this is a good jam. I like it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't hate 2.0. But, you know, Everybody's everybody's got their likes and dislikes and things, and that's mine. Yep. Word. Cool, cool, cool wet blanket, bro. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> well, hey, hey, you know, I'd like to add, you know, I don't know where these, these shows really rank with the overall, uh, o- overall view of this tour, but um, it turns out they're not bad. You know, I, I kind of dug into them a little bit as I was trying to choose something, and I decided that I would choose something from this. And, um, you know, as in context, at least, not bad. Um, I enjoyed it. The next pick I just want to just lead us into um, was, so they're going back to the man to play two nights, which were, were really fun last year, um, and they're going to two nights this year, and um, Jonathan chose a hood from seven one ninety four, and just want to thank you for choosing this the hood is it's really amazing and it just it's this song is just it's it's the more it just gets better every day in my opinion um and this is just like there's so much delicate playing and build to this version it's just a really 
pretty special uh it's a pretty special version it's a 94 hood it's not really a lot that needs to be said about this other than when were they gonna, when are they going to release a soundboard for us um you know there's no hood chant which uh it makes me happy uh there's the heavy darkness you know which we talked about when we were talking about the stash at the beginning of last week's show or whatever. and uh the jam starts really quiet Builds nice and slow, gets a little crazy. Um, I I'm, I listened to this. I don't even know how many times over the past couple of weeks since, as, since I put this list together. And I'm not going to lie, I definitely teared up on the subway listening to this, um, on my commuter train, walking down the street of you know K Street. Um, it it's powerful. Uh, I mean, and who doesn't look forward to hearing a hood in the summer? You know, just kind of late second set, echoing through the pavilion, the but it up, and then you know you're off. And uh, it's, so, this is my this is my wish for everybody this summer. Although maybe not everybody will get it, is to hear uh, you know the perfect hood uh, late in whatever show they go to. It's really well put, and it's his you know ninety four hood. Um, and it's going to be 21 and a month years later, um, you know, that they'll, they'll play the man and hopefully the, whoever's there will get a hood then. Um, and it'll, it'll move them like it moves all of us, I think. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those songs, man. I can't really add to that. So let's move on to the, um, to the Walnut Creek Amphitheater in Raleigh. Um, will they play August 14th and they've played many times before, and the song that you chose was from June 16th, 95. The Dog Face, or the songs, I guess. The Dog Face Boy and the Catapult into the Melt. Um, really, really cool, different uh, collection of songs here. There's 95, so a little bit different that you get a Dog Face Boy and the Catapult into the split open. Um, it was great. Um, it's, to me, there's a lot of energy here. And catapult kind of puts you, puts me on like a, I don't know, makes me a little anxious. Not, not in a bad way. It's just really fun to listen to it. It's um, you're looking for something cool out of it. So, yeah. what do you guys think, RJ? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know what you mean. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny you say that because like my, I don't know, my note in response to Jonathan's was like, it just reminds me of being sweaty and spooky and weird yeah. and awesome. Um, <laughs> And like, you know, being in those summer shows and hearing something like this is just a, it's a good, like, cathartic kind of experience, you know? Yes, yeah. Oh, it sure is. And then you kind of need that late in the uh, first set of a summer show, a good twisted melt. And the Dogface Boy, Catapult, right before that are just kind of just enough to, they're weird, a little, like, odd tension, and then they drop right into melt. And this show, of course, I could have picked the Runaway Gym if we had had another 20 minutes or something. Um, uh, they were just <clears throat> in a deep psychedelic place in uh, June of 95. I saw the, the, the next two shows. I saw them the next night at, at uh, Nissan Pavilion 617 where they did a great tweezer. And then the, two nights later, Deer Creek, um, which has, you know, Big Bowie and I love the Tila. Anyways, they were just... They're really on by this point in the summer, and uh, it's perfect, perfect sample of that, and uh, really puts me in the mind of a summer tour. Yeah, 
Yeah, I thought so too. That was that one and this next one that you chose where I thought were the most like summer reminded me of summer or made me excited for summer, which was the um the Merriweather Sweet Jane from ninety eight and of course they're playing two shows at Merriweather this year. Um and we'll be hanging out at the Sheraton. It's gonna be awesome. Um Jonathan, you were at this show, right? I was at the show. Um it was it was it was a fun show. I was up there with uh, a buddy's Marty and Joel. We mentioned Joel earlier, and um, and it, it was so cool. It was good. Good first set. It was you know, I remember the Tila distinctly from the first set because I always remember Tila. And then they played this to close the first set. And it was just perfect. W- what a cool song! Uh, this of course was the summer where they were busting out new covers left and right. And uh, there were two of them that night, and uh, this Sweet Jane is just—I couldn't ask for more, you know, from that. It was—it's just—they nailed it. And of course, it teased the uh, Halloween show yet to come that year. It's—it feels very—I um, don't know—they felt like it felt like they were respectfully approaching the song, you know. Absolutely. Like, like a raging cover, like the encore of this show, right? It was sabotage, which was just. Let me take a moment. You can cut this out. Uh, they left the stage after the second set. And we were up on the lawn near a big tree and had a, an okay view despite being on the lawn. And, and they were gone and they were gone and gone. And I said to Marty, dude, they're going to come out. They're going to blow this place up. I don't know what they're going to play, but they're just going to It's good. It's, the tension on the lawn was building. And they came out and those odd tuned guitar that Trey plays, you know, he's got a, He's playing this, you know, open tuning or some weird tuning, and they start playing Sabotage, and the whole, everybody on the lawn leapt off their feet, you know, at the exact same moment. It was just amazing. Uh, you've probably been there. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good, it was a good night. Um, we saw it in, um, didn't we see it, we saw it in Hampton. Didn't we, RJ? Yeah. Um, this year. November this year. Or, 98. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that one, and they also did yeah. it up at um, at the Lemon Wheel, and I saw that one too. Nice. Yeah. Last stop on the main summer tour is uh, Watkins Glen. We've got another festival coming up, Magna Ball. And uh, so, of course, for Watkins Glen, I had to go back to the last fest they did there, and I had uh, almost asked RJ to do a clip from the Storage Jam, but I couldn't really figure out where to pull something out. So I went back to the drawing board and chose this golden age uh, from July 2nd of 2011. I don't know. Golden age is not always my favorite song during the song, but the jams they do with this are always worth the time. Um, And uh, this one, it's got some kind of storage jamming. The audience tapes are a lot of fun here. It's 13 minutes of just great ripping. I think it's from the third set or something that night. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, what's your take, Archie? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm kind of a sucker for the lyrics of this song, actually, which is like it's really lame, and it, but it's like this is a golden age, and you're like, hell yeah, it is. So <laughs> now, guys, when when he gets them right, I'm 18, <laughs> ready to rock. No, but I don't know. I really like this song. I wish they played it more. But this is um, they go immediately to like a jam, and then they, you know. I was thinking earlier when I was listening to it, like 2011, and again, like I'm really sorry to all the people listening to this show who are sick of me. Like every time we talk about a specific song, I go to like the 
generality, but like thinking about the 2009, 2010, 2011, there were some gems in there, but I feel like 2011 summer is when this, when they first started kind of being more comfortable going out um, openly and exploring. Um, the the Down with Disease from Detroit of t- in 2011, there's a lot of other examples, but um, I don't know. It seems to me to be the first tour where it like, I mean, this is very exploratory and they're just like, like yeah. you mentioned the storage jam, Jonathan, it's just like that. You can hear some of that, like you said, but it's just, it's very um, clear to me that this, this was a good, this tour was a kind of a good um, validation for them that they can still do this kind of thing. It basically started with the Bethel waves and yeah, then good it point. concluded with the storage jam. Uh, what do you think, Brad? You nice. Take this I like that about the waves, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I dig it. It, it um, There's a love-hate relationship with the composed section of Golden Age for me, um, but I agree with both of you guys that like when it comes out of it, when there's that jam, it's almost like just get to it, you know, because it's always going to be something special, um, and this, this one was too. Um, wish I would have been there for this... I thought the 2011 Watkins Glen International was really, really special. This was like the 30th song of the night or 32nd song of the night or something like that. Yeah, according yeah, to the fish tracks are songs. crazy, crazy. So, And they're playing three nights this year, so there's going to be a ton of music up there too. So I wonder if they'll do um, no covers or something like that again. But um, there'll be whoever's going, you know, whether you got the special tickets or not, it should be an amazing, amazing festival. Speaking of fun, of course, then they get back to Dick's at the beginning of September, uh, Labor Day weekend, once again, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods Park, Commerce City, Colorado. And how could I not look back at one of the previous shows, one of the great ones? So I went to the uh, 831 2012 show, the Fuck You show, and picked The Undermind, which is pretty good, you know, really. <laughs> The audience response, everybody's starting to figure out what they're spelling, and then, you know, the band just goes out in some major type 2 jamming and this 15-minute undermined, and that's what, the, what this song deserves to have. Um, but Brad, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, as I, as I put in the notes here, this is, this is something that'll stick with me forever. It's just a song that I can listen to over and over again. Um, the first night I heard it, you know, I don't know. I can't remember if it was me couch touring or if um, I got the download later that night. But I'm pretty sure it was the same night it was played. I listened to it. I'm like, whoa, this is you know just the set list itself and the fuck your face and all that. Um, the Uncle Pen was like extra long. You know, like everything was really cool. Um, but this undermine just it just took me somewhere i don't know what it was but um i was in the right right state of mind and body um and i felt felt it the whole time um so you know i, I thought mike was on i thought mike knew what i was thinking where i wanted him to go so you know a little bit like if mike and i were communicating it would be like a little bit like um, a brain twitter or something you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, man i totally get where you're coming from brad yeah this shit is fucking amazing I, awesome. I hope I I don't want to go on a tangent, but I just want to say that this is like this will never get old. The beauty, the beauty of this to me is how like natural it sounds. Like they find this thing that um, 
is existing and then they make it better and i think i don't know what the other awesome improv is if it's not that but it's not all that you know what i mean like they're not all that thing and i feel like sorry to mention it again but i will because the providence bowie the denver ghost the 71099 chalk dust there are these like specific things where they like it's organic they're they find a thing and then it's then Trey particularly in all the examples I just gave and this one I think he just like rides the wave you know and he harnesses the energy and this is like this kind of jam to me is the universe delivering honestly like it's just like the this time and place and time and space that's just it's perfect and I think that's pretty rare even for this band and this is just one of those times that just you know it'll it's I think like what you said Brad it'll never get old you know yeah, and it's one of those things, um, Jonathan, you mentioned, like, you can hear the crowd, like, the organic crowd coming together and being like, well, this is really, this is really something special. But even, you know, as insignificant as it is, it's like, for me, I like, got up off the couch, you know what I mean? Like, this, I gotta, I gotta, gotta walk right, right. around, gotta dance to this, because this is, this is what you wait for, this is what you, this is what you invest yourself for, and it's, this is it, man, this is... Um, as good as it gets for me and RJ, those things you pointed out, those other jams that you talk about, I I couldn't agree more. You guys really killed it. I don't really. I, I have another comment, but you know, I'm kind of reeling from the thoughts that you guys have just shared. <laughs> go um, go, just go for it. So I, this song when they played it at Hampton, uh, first time when they came back, you know, we were we loved it and it was concise and we were just amazed yeah. that they were playing it. I don't know why it hadn't occurred to me that they would play Undermines live, but, you know, I don't know, come from a long stretch of time, not even considering that they would ever play anything live, and then um, I, I just love the fact that they not only brought it out, uh, but they kept it out, and they built it into something that can really go somewhere when they're feeling it, as you were saying, RJ, and um, and, and and I also, I, I want to say, I really like the sound of brain Twitter. <laughs> nice. Um, but I think you'll get, you know, I think Mike knew he'd get sued for calling it that when he wrote the song, so he named it Undermined. Because you know, nice. even though it was way before Twitter was invented, he's just Mike's like proactive like that. So he is, yeah, it's true. Twitter's kind of underhanded too, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it, undermined. Yeah, <laughs> he'll come after you. So. <laughs> I like it. Um, just I, I just can't ever go wrong with it, and every time I hear it, I'm yeah. like. This is where I go. This is where I go. It's kind of like the ghost, you know. I guess ghosts, you can go other places other than the Denver ghost. You can go to the Prague ghost or you can go, you know, ghost. to your to the Radio City, whatever. Um, but for me, this is where it is. Um, yeah. And it, I guess it's a, it's a, it's a, a gem of 3.0, you know. Mm-hmm. Other, those other gems you talk about, RJ, can, can go across all the, all the variations. It is great, man. It's great stuff. That whole show is re- totally ridiculous. It doesn't even make any sense. Yep. Like every song is great. Yeah. Maybe right. even when they open the first tube, you're like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. You know, that's if awesome you were there, song. you'd be like, what, what do you awesome mean? Song. Like, that's a closer. It's a closer. Yeah, what I'd honestly, I think that's how I would like to see first tube, though, is out of the closer slot. Yeah. Um, because when I hear first tube yeah. and it's late, I'm like, ah, okay, first tube. There we go. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Winding down. You it know. does tend to be later on, and then you're like, oh, man, can my legs even handle it? It's like, you know, <laughs> in post-drums when Bobby would go into throwing stones, like, oh, okay, 
you know, get it not fade away, and then we'll clap for a couple minutes, and then we'll do an encore. And, <laughs> nice. God damn it. And, and not that I didn't enjoy those oh, things. It must be so rough to go to a Grateful Dead show. Right. It sounds yeah. terrible. Not that I didn't enjoy those <laughs> things, but I didn't like them holding up a big sign that said, it's almost over for the night. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to get these things kind of shuffled into new spots. Totally. Change it up. Yeah. It's very, very true. Um, well, Jonathan, this is really awesome. You did a great job. Thank you so much for for doing this for us and um, helping us vi- revisit, you know, eight completely different shows and um, hopefully turning the audience on to many, many, many new things. Yeah, well, um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun putting it together and uh, listening over and over to these particular tracks, which is, you know, it's, it's pretty great. And um, I'm looking really excited for summer tour and... It can't come soon enough. Yeah, not not only was it a great idea, Jonathan, but it what it gave us gave us sixteen maybe song or shows. I mean, that audience can go back and listen to, or we can go back and listen to if you haven't listened to yes. recently. Yeah. You know awesome. what I mean? So that's really awesome. Lots of shows that we covered. Lots of really good jams and tunes and years um, and eras and um, all from one band. We kind of covered weird. it all. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, we did so it. We're done, I guess. Yeah. Um, but also, <laughs> Brad, do you think we should invite Jonathan to come back? Do you want to yeah. vote? Should I think we have so. Him leave and then we'll vote. I think so. Well, I'll, we... I'll just take my headphones off. Yeah. <laughs> we'll send him a letter. Jonathan will be back. He, Jonathan, you're a great addition. Thanks for bringing in fresh Thanks, thoughts awesome. and energy to this. This is great. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun being a part of it. Thank you. Cool. Um, all right. Everyone, um, Brad, you, you guys can't see Brad, but his hair is very, very nice right now. It's looking <laughs> really good. And these guys both have incredible beards, and I don't. Um, so on behalf of their beards, um, thank you for nice. listening and tuning in and um, hanging out you with us. You got the brain, though, RJ. We got the beards, <laughs> you got the brain. So great. Nice. Um, <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening. And um, we'll see you next time. And um, please send us feedback, thoughts, wishes, um, fears, um, at HFPod on Twitter to helpingfriendlypodcast at gmail.com as you know we have a very short URL now for our website which is HFPod.com so great we're basically like millionaires <laughs> basically yeah we're super rich so come visit <laughs> us on the internet um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't show up and try to swim in our pools so. yeah, no, yeah especially right. Brad's pool um, follow Jonathan on Twitter at RoJ and, um, and yeah find us and talk to us and tell us um what we can do better uh have a good please have a good beginning of summer everyone and keep on rocking thank you
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.